This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. And Jim, looking at the markets coming off the overnight, soybeans uh, had a nice strong overnight session. What's going on as we head into Wednesday? Well, right now we got a little bit of volatility in the beans, kind of a battle between putting a little bit of weather premium in the market. Argentina did get some rain over the Christmas weekend, but not enough to change their drought scenario. They get some very light showers next week, but between now and then, um, we stay dry, so we're putting a little bit of weather premium in the market. But if we noticed yesterday, we had that surge higher, only to fail back quite a bit, because as we surged it, both the U.S. producers as well as Brazilian producers were very aggressive hedgers on that run up, and that broke the market back down. Like I said, here in the overnight market, we put about 10, 12 cents back in the market. We'll see if the hedgers step back in to kind of cap that rally today. Rally today. Now, what about on the corn side? We saw it a little bit lower, not too terribly bad, but what are we looking at in that side of the marketplace? Well, the market's a little bit under pressure right now. Um, technically, though, it had a really good close yesterday. It closed over the kind of your 50-day and your 100-day moving averages, so technically that's a good sign. We have heard rumors, Dustin, that China might have purchased two cargoes of corn yesterday and maybe, want, maybe in for some more. If we can get confirmation of that, that would help propel the corn market a little bit higher. Our biggest competition recently has been Brazil, and right now we're not seeing a whole lot of offers from the Brazilian corn exporter, so hopefully that is a good sign that we're going to start seeing a little bit better demand move back to the United States. We have not lost all our demand, but we are behind where we were expecting to be right now, so seeing that demand start coming to our shores is uh, definitely a positive sign for the U.S. producer. And having China buy corn loads, and then, you know, last week or two, they were buying a few soybean loads from us. I mean, I know their economy has been basically locked down because of COVID, but we were seeing some easing of restrictions. Are we starting to see that economy wake up just a little more? Well, it's actually, you're getting two different dichotomies right now. They're definitely re- easing restrictions, and that has got a lot of people excited about it. We saw a general rallying commodities yesterday. And the headline was, hey, China has essentially stopped uh, you know, the restrictions of quarantine people, uh, I think, the beginning of January 8th, of flying into China. Before that, if you flew into China, you had to go into quarantine. So it was really slowing down the business cycle with those kind of restrictions. Well, the lifting of that has got people optimistic that you're going to see China start increasing their demand for raw commodities from you know steel all the way to corn or corn, you know, coal, beans, whatever you name it. The problem is right now they are not there yet. They're actually dealing with a huge COVID outbreak. Most of the reports are saying the hospitals in the major cities are swamped. It's really going to slow down production and factories. So you're going to see, I think, a lag in the overall economic sector in China for another couple of weeks, maybe a month or two. But then as we get into the spring, I think as they open up, just like the United States and the rest of the world did, that should hopefully be positive for demand for our products. Now, over in the Black Sea, we obviously have seen Putin step up attacks in in parts of Ukraine. Is that affecting any of those shipping agreements that we have? Well, right now it's not affecting it, but they are really dragging their their toes. Let's put it that way. I mean, there's up to 99 ships that are waiting to be inspected at this point in time. Some of the ships have been sitting there for over a month. So the grain is getting out of the Ukraine. It's just not getting out very efficiently. So that's something we need to keep an eye on. Also, you know, Putin continues to essentially try to decimate the infrastructure of Ukraine. I think the more infrastructure damage they have, the harder and harder it's going to be to get that grain out of the country. And we've also been hearing reports that the ships are having a real tough time getting any kind of insurance to get to before they head out into the sea. Well, that's it. There's a lot of reinsurers and insurers are pulling back out. That's another problem. That could be bullish to the United States. Plain and simple, the war is heating up. 
Um, the insurers aren't making money on it. They're worried about it, plain and simple. So uh, they're moving away from that market. So I'm not sure who's going to insure that those cargos. If you can't find insurers for the cargos, then you're not going to get exporters willing to go in there and pull the grain out of that country, which you know is negative for the Ukrainian economy, but that could be a little more positive for the U.S. economy or, you know, as we get some of that lost export potential. Switching gears to the livestock side of things, what are we seeing in the cattle and hog complexes this morning? Well, right now, uh, cattle market, you know, had a really good move yesterday. So did the, you know, so did the hogs for the most part. The cattle feed number and the hog numbers were a little bit smaller than we th- the demand, or excuse me, the supply was a little bit tighter than what the trade was thinking. So that kind of propelled the market back up to the high end of the range. Now it's going to be a battle of demand as we get past the holiday season. The demand for beef tends to wane a little bit then it's really going to fall onto the export sector. And this is where it could be a little bit positive, especially into China, that if China's economy really starts to come to life, hopefully that will be optimistic for them to come in and buy both beef and pork. You know, we're not seeing much cash trade developing yet. Are the, are the, are the uh, you know, ranchers holding out to see if there's better offers coming from them packers? I think they're holding out a little bit. Also, I think the Packers right now, they're not aggressively chasing the cattle at this point in time. We are in that holiday kill mode at this point in time. That's just that time of year that it's, a little bit slower than you get into next year. They've got the, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the contracts are formulated. Are already contracted cattle. They'll come at the beginning of January, and so I think it's more of a stalemate more than anything else. All right, Jim. Well, if folks want to talk about some of their marketing options, uh, how do they get in touch with the folks at AgMarket.net? Uh, they can reach us at our website, AgMarket.net. Also, go to any or uh, call any of the AgMarket.net brokers at eight four 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 two four six seven five eight. All right, Jim, we thank you so much for the insight. Have a happy new year, and we'll talk to you again next week. The same to you and your listeners. That was Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Let's run down the numbers here for you. March corn unchanged at 674 and three quarters. May down a quarter at 673 even. December corn down a quarter for 23 new crop at 606 and three quarters. January beans up 11 and three quarters at 1494 even. March up 11 and three quarters at 1501 and a quarter. November new crop up 13 for 2023 at 1407 and a half. Soy meal is up seven dollars at four fifty four eighty per ton. Soy oil down fifty seven cents at sixty five eighty two. Chicago wheat up three and a half at seven eighty four and a half. Minneapolis wheat up one and a quarter at nine twenty two and a quarter. Kansas City wheat up three at eight seventy five even. Oats unchanged at three sixty six and a quarter. February live cattle up 30 cents at 158.17. January feeders up 62 cents at 183.72. Lean hogs down 47 cents at 91.02. Pork cutouts down 48 cents at 87.22. And class three milk unchanged at 20.53. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of agmarket.net for joining us here today on the Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. 